You're listening to the Limbic Light Podcast, a podcast dedicated to spreading information all about light, energy and other natural therapies to enhance your health, particularly your brain, mind and mood health. Welcome once again to another episode of Limbic Light Podcast. This episode is called Consciousness and Energy Create Reality. I've wanted to do this episode for a while, but I wasn't sure really how it was going to go down with my audience. But this moment, I'm feeling courageous and brave, so I've decided to go ahead and honour what my soul calling has been to present this little topic to you. And really the intention to bring this whole idea of consciousness and energy create reality is to help you understand how important our consciousness really is in determining our reality, our outcomes in life. So this is not my original sentence, consciousness and energy create reality. It actually comes from an absolutely wonderful teacher who I still consider my teacher, although I don't follow his teachings that often these days. It's a person by the name of Ramtha. And some of you may have heard of this being, and he is an extremely unusual being in that he is a consciousness, he is a soul, who is no longer incarnate in a physical body, but he speaks through a channel, a medium, by the name of Jay-Z Knight. So Ramtha himself is considered to be a 35,000-year-old consciousness or being, a person who lived that long ago. Prior to hearing teachings from this consciousness, this being, this teacher, I had always shunned the idea of mediums or channeled messages However, when I started listening to these messages, I realized the content of these messages was so potent, so applicable, so important, and really rang home and resonated in my being that I didn't actually care who or where it was actually coming from. What really mattered was the content and the purity and the power and the effect of the message. So that's how I came to have a teacher called Ramtha who is a channeled entity through Jay-Z Knight. Now, when I did Rantha's teachings, he had one specific practice, or you could almost say it was a theory, and we used to abbreviate it into an equation, which goes like this, C plus E equals R, or they also would say C and E makes R. And what that stands for is consciousness, C for consciousness, plus E, energy, creates reality. Now, I'd like to go into this a little bit more and explain what it's all about. Ram, I refer to Ramtha as Ram often, that's the shortened version, used to say to us, in the future, this equation will become very important and it will be one of the most remarkable scientific equations that exist. Now consciousness, we all know what consciousness is. It's our thoughts. It's information. You could say that consciousness is a a type of information. 
And energy, well, energy, it can be so many things. Energy is the wave, the carrier of information or the wave or the carrier of consciousness. And so there's so many different energies in our universe. We have sound, we have light, we have electricity. The whole entire electromagnetic spectrum is a form of energy. So what Ram was saying was that consciousness can't exist without energy and vice versa, that they are inextricably intertwined and one and the same, they merge. However, consciousness riding on the wave of energy will create the outcome. It will determine what becomes a reality. Now, I might have lost a few of you here and I apologize if I have. But I'm going to explain it a little bit more in practical terms, so hopefully you can understand this. So let's take the example, which I'll refer to quite a bit in this episode, energy as being light and consciousness as being an image, a picture in our mind, a thought, a word. It's the content. Consciousness is the content of the information. Now, when you can combine this information or this consciousness, the imagery with light, with, for example, a light therapy, you're combining two elements that will determine how you feel or what the outcome is. So I'll give you another little example. I often wonder about telecommunications, about our mobile phone. Now, our mobile phones, they emit microwave and obviously too much microwave is not good for our body. But there's certain healing devices. I'm very much interested in electromedicine, which looks at the use of different energies to bring about therapeutic results. And there's some of these devices that actually use a small portion of microwave. I've often asked myself the question, why is it that microwave in some instances can actually bring about some healing benefits, some beneficial outcomes, whereas a mobile phone or a smart meter or even microwave oven can really bring about unhealthy outcomes? Well, I've often thought it's A, about the dose, how much we're exposed to, obviously, but it's also the quality of the wave or the information or the content that is riding on that microwave that determines the outcome. So if we have a very harmonious microwave, which is in low dose, perhaps it can actually be healing to our body. If we get the really irregular pulses of, say, for example, a smart meter, the body hates it because it's highly chaotic, disorganized, irregular information that's traveling on the wave of microwave into our body. So it becomes a very unhealthy outcome. Anyhow, there are a few examples to explain that. So coming back to C plus E equals R. When I was studying with Ramtha, he taught a highly specialized, unique process. It was like a dynamic meditation. I'd love to share it with you all here, but it's not my right, or I just would not be doing it any justice to try to replicate any of this process to you. However, if you're interested after I speak about this, I would encourage you to look up Ramtha, the ancient school of wisdom, and there are courses available that you can follow and you can actually learn this process. Usually this dynamic meditation was done in a room, a very large room filled with hundreds of people. And I cannot explain 
the sensation, the effects that doing such a dynamic process in the presence of many people together had on my being, and I'm pretty sure on everyone else's being as well. So the process, very basically, we sat down, sometimes we laid down, we had blindfolds over our eyes so that we weren't distracted. And also it's quite commonly known now that when our eyes are closed, we can very easily enter into the alpha brainwave state after only several minutes. And after being in the alpha brainwave state for a few minutes, it's very easy to start generating the higher brainwave states such as theta and even gamma, which can be associated with altered states of consciousness. So first of all, we had these blindfolds on. That was helpful for us. Then we would place our hands in a particular mudra. A mudra is a hand position known in ancient Indian or Sanskrit to have specific powers upon the energy of our body. So our hands would go into a particular mudra and then we would use our visualization and our breath. The visualization, again, I don't want to give you too much because you really do need to learn this process from a teacher, a bona fide teacher. But the process basically did include something called torsion fields. In other words, we would imagine like a circling energy or wind going around in a particular direction around our body. And then there would be a central pivotal axis in the center, as if it's like a tornado or hurricane. And at the very center, there's the eye, the peaceful, silent space the zero point, you could say. So we would focus on both of these. And with our breath, we would learn a particular breathing technique that was very strong, very powerful, and sometimes quite loud as well. And we would incorporate the breath with this imagery, also the imagery at the top of the axis of something that we desired to manifest. It might be a healthy body. It might be a healed leg. It might be a loving relationship with our son. It could be anything. So in any way, this process of C and E combined breathing, imagery, hand mudras, and I forgot to add, there was also very loud music going on in the background. So you might be thinking, wow, what on earth is this process? But I can guarantee you it worked. It was powerful. It was wonderful. And I did it for many years. However, it can be quite loud as well. So I would sometimes have to go into the privacy of my room and shut all the doors, make sure no one was around so that I could do my C and E practice. So in any case, one day I decided that I was going to measure the outcomes of somebody who was doing C and E. I have a camera. Some of you may know of the camera, which is called the GDV. It stands for Gas Discharge Visualization. However, now it's become more popular in another version, also known as the BioWell. It's made by Koroktov. He's a Russian scientist and it basically, it's like a, an electro photography camera and it picks up very, very small emissions of light coming from the body, but particularly from the 10 fingertips. 
It's been used in Russia in a lot of scientific research and also in hospitals to be able to analyse what's going on in the body, both on an energetic way and also in physical ways. So I did a lot of research with this particular camera and one day I decided to measure one of our friends who was a very, very potent CNEA. <laughs> I have fond, fond memories of this time. We actually lived on a beautiful block in New South Wales and there were three of us and we quite regularly, we were like the trio that quite often got together to do a very powerful C and E process in a tent, outdoors, in nature. No one could hear us, which was wonderful. We had such a great time. So in any case, this particular time, I measured my friends before and after the C and E process. And some of you may be familiar with this camera, but maybe many of you aren't. There is one application that shows the alignment and the strength of the light coming from the seven major centers of the body, the seven major energy centers, and they're often known as the chakras. Basically, they translate to certain endocrine functions in our body. So when I measured the before for this particular friend of mine, they were way out of line. You can see when it's measured up to the center, the center line, they're very balanced, but they can go way off to the right and way off to the left. Now, if I've got the chance, I'm actually going to include in the show notes or perhaps a downloadable free PDF, I'll include the before and the after images of this particular process. It makes so much more sense when you can actually see it. In any case, there were tiny little energy centers that were way off to the left, way off to the right before in many of her energy centers. And after approximately 20 minutes, I tested her again. And it was absolutely mind-blowing for me to see. There was not complete alignment of all the energy centers, but there was such an improvement and such an increase in the available energy that was in and circulating around those energy centers. I was blown away. In any case, I just wanted to put that in to let you know that the dynamic process really does work. And the reason why I bring this up is because there are some practitioners of light therapy and probably of many other therapies who adhere to the principle that if you infuse visual imagery or infuse like a self-hypnosis message or words, some sort of positive healing message alongside or with the therapy itself, then you can get much, much better results or outcomes to what you're actually aiming to do with your therapy. So this comes back to the C and E. Infusing the imagery and the message is the C, the consciousness. The E is the energy that you're working with for the therapy. In my case, it would be mostly light. And the outcome is R, the reality. And so we get really quite a wonderful outcome. Now, I just want to tell you, it's the middle of the day and sometimes I lay down on the couch when I'm a bit tired and it's hot and I give myself a little session on my light therapy, one of my favorite light therapy devices, which is the Mind Alive Brain Entrainment. 
I'll dedicate a whole episode to this coming quite soon, so you'll be able to learn more about this system. However, the essence of it is that it uses pulsing lights and pulsing sounds together to help synchronize the brain waves to those pulses so that the brain waves start to change and enter into a new, more regular rhythm or brain wave that you're actually wanting to have. So in my case, I usually put it on theta brain waves and there's a particular program called the Schumann resonance, which is basically the Earth's natural frequency. It's usually around about 7.8 hertz or cycles per second. But of course, that can change according to lightning and all sorts of things. But the average is 7.8 hertz. That's in a level of theta. And theta brainwaves are known to have a semi-hypnotic effect on our being. It's also when we start getting really active imagery in the brain, we start to see things, images. And many people won't actually stay awake during the theta. They might drop off into a sleep. So when I put my theta waves, my Schumann resonance mind alive system on this afternoon when I laid down to have a little rest. I stayed awake this time and I put one of my own meditations that I've produced. It's called the body of light and sometimes I like to play with audio. I created this particular meditation. It's like a self-guided meditation that takes us through every part of the body and imagining that there's light entering effusing, circulating, warming, energizing, balancing all the parts of the body. And I have to say, I thought it was a pretty good session. So I listened to the whole 30 minutes while in a very deep theta state. And I really felt wonderful when I woke up and I decided, okay, I'm going to get on to this podcast here, this episode, and I'm just going to talk to you about the usefulness of infusing a positive message alongside with other therapies, with a light therapy or with an acupuncture therapy or sound therapy or anything. In fact, you can do it as simple as, for example, a person who might be doing a massage or giving chiropractic work. If you're putting very healing music in the background, there you're providing a certain information or consciousness which can then infuse into the person's body and being and soul and have a more beneficial effect. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. So upon coming out of this session today, I decided I think I'm going to include this self-meditation, maybe this one, maybe a different one, in virtually every session that I do because it has such greater, more potent effects on our being, on our consciousness, by infusing a positive imagery, a positive message that can transform our state of being. So I often do acupuncture and often I'll have very nice music and let people just rest there for 20 minutes or so while the needles are basically doing their work and the body's readjusting its energy. However, I really think that if I was to include an imagery also with this light and sound brain entrainment at the same time as using acupuncture, I'd be very interested to see how much improved effects we might get. 
So this is a little idea that I have that I think I might even make into a research study. I'm always so keen to explore outcomes and the different effectiveness of different methods. So let's do that. I'm going to do that. And before long, I'll probably be putting out word to have a few participants to come along and we'll do some tests before and after and see how you respond. In any case, this is my message for today. It's a rather short one, short and sweet. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll communicate with you again on another topic soon. Stay well, be well, see you later. I'm Manisha Blunchley. You've been listening to Limbic Light Podcast. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing so that you can be informed whenever there's a new episode being released and what it is about. Thank you and stay well.